You are listening to Jcast Journey, the inaugural podcast of Jcast Network. I'm Daron Rusquet, the executive director and executive producer of Jcast Network, and I will be your host of this chronicling of the creation of a new Jewish media project. At home trying to make that truck run right. I referenced last week that the episode I put out, which I was very happy with at the end, was not the episode that I ever thought I was going to be recording last week. Um, and the episode I had tried, I wanted to record was one that I recorded or attempted to record uh, three or four times, and it just, it just never came out right. Um, and I think I referenced in that episode that I knew that at some point in the near future, I was going to come back to that episode because it was an important episode to do. Um, so this is, you know, take two, week two, volume two um, of that episode. Um, and the episode that I wanted to or thought I was going to record last time was kind of a year in review. Um, and in in the past two weeks, as I been thinking about why that first episode kind of didn't get made um, I think it was because I wasn't ready for it to be a year in review um, that I well you know that it didn't feel like it was a year yet officially that last episode was going to be episode 26 of Jcast Journey and Jcast Journey is now a bi-weekly podcast, but it used to be a weekly podcast. So I couldn't figure out how, if it used to be a weekly podcast, we should be higher than 26, which would be a bi-weekly podcast. Um, also, like, it just, it, just, it just didn't make that much sense. Um, and I, but at the same time, so it, it felt like I should be higher in numbers, right? Because it was, you know, more than 26. But at the same time, it was like, Right around Pesach, as I remembered it, and um, you know, it was spring, and spring that day last two weeks ago, it was like this beautiful spring day. Um, so it felt like, in many ways, it was you know, a year, and and um, and I realized that what the reality is, it's because the Jewish calendar is so messed up, and that Pesach this year is like a month, three weeks, four weeks earlier than last year. So that's one of the reasons. And, you know, um, the world is so weird because spring came in the middle of winter this year, and so maybe it felt like a year beforehand. Um, but um, it was still, I realized it's time for a year in review, even if we haven't exactly done a year. And I, I checked back, and the first episode of of uh, Jcast Journey came out on on May eighteenth, two thousand eleven. So we definitely do have about a, a month and a half, six, uh, maybe three more episodes um, before we get to the official uh, time for for uh, a year in review or finished our first year. But you know, I'm going to take the time right now. I find kind of those 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 year markers um, and to be really kind of times when I really do a lot of introspection. So it's sort of where I'm thinking, where I'm at now. And, and you know, that happens around my birthday. It happens around Rosh Hashanah, the beginning of the Jewish New Year. It happens around, you know, the uh, winter holiday season, you know, the New Year's. Um, it happens kind of on all the holidays. I kind of think, where am I now? Where was I last year? Where did I think I was going to be this year? Um, and so that's sort of, you know, kind of where I come out. 
Um, I don't want this episode to be um, one of those, you know, top, you know, America's top 40s, top in the year, and where I can talk about all the numbers that we've done. And we've done impressive numbers, and I've given you those numbers before. I've, I've given you kind of updates on how many shows we have. Um, we have launched two new shows in the past few weeks. I think I talked about them last time. Um, we have two new shows, two more new shows that we'll be probably launching in the weeks ahead by the end of the month of April, I, I, I imagine. Um, but I don't want to talk about that. I really wanted to kind of think instead more about, like, what did I think was going to happen a year ago? Um, Vis-a-vis Jcast Network, what was I, like, totally off base about? Um, and what was, you know, what am I not surprised about? Like, what, you know, so what was my learning over the course of this past year? Um, so that's what I kind of want to focus on primarily. Um, you know, it's, it's sort of like that, 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 that meme, and I talked about it on an episode of, of uh, well, I didn't talk about it on that episode, but on, on, on Smorgasbord, but it's like what, what I think I do, what my family thinks I do, what the world thinks I do. So it's like what I thought launching Jcast Network was versus what Jcast, what launching Jcast Network has really been. Um, and, um, I think that some some it has something to do with naivete, um, but I kind of imagined that you know I had a great idea, and I do believe I had a great idea, and therefore the money was going to come in, you know. And I would I, like, yeah, I had a few weeks of severance package, and by the time that severance was going to be over, I was going to be able to raise the money for Jcast Network because it wasn't actually that much money that I needed to raise, and I had a great idea, and I had the passion for it. I was the right person to do it, so the money would come. Um, so that was a, a, a true belief, and I'm still sort of startled that, and I still sort of believe it. Great ideas should be able to raise great money. So what was going to be the hardship for JCast Network? I was sure that finding content and content partners was going to be really hard, that I was going to have to, like, search for people and encourage people and tell them that it was okay that they weren't going to be raising, making money by doing the podcast, but... That it, you know, that that it was good for their their brand, their personal branding, and it was good for their 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 future to to join Jcast Network, and that was going to be what I was going to be spending lots and lots of time convincing everybody. That that's what I believed. And thirdly, I believed that all you had to do was put out some good content, and you were going to get a huge number of listeners. Uh, why did I think these things? Why did I think that great ideas equaled great mo- equaled money, equaled the, the ability to raise money? Well, because, you know, great things go to the top, and, and it, should be, it should be that simple. And, you know, I've watched and helped fundraise for organizations that I believed in and that I thought were doing good work, and they were able to raise that money. And my work was just as good as theirs, so that's why I believed it. Why did I think that content was going to be hard to find? I thought that organizations were going to not want to kind of let go of their stuff because they wanted to only, they wouldn't get that the network capacity of Jcast Network was going to help them in the long run and that building their brand off of their site was going to be a good thing for them. And I thought individuals were going to similarly uh, be worried about sharing their content. That's That's why I thought it was going to be hard to find. And third... Um, why did I think that good content was going to automatically equal listeners? 
Um, and I think the answer to that one is my past experience. Um, the last real kind of podcast that I helped launch, I launched five, six years ago. Um, and at the time, the number of people who were doing podcasts was small. I mean, it's still small in comparison to how many people or how many organizations or how many individuals are doing blogs or sustaining blogs, I should say. Um, number of podcasters is small, but it's not nearly as small as it was. Um, you know, and so it used to be that if you put out content, people were starving for it. And so you'd get numbers. And I got, you know, the, the numbers that we were receiving in my old organization were like amazing and impressive and on some level shocking and gave me a false sense of, of, of what was going to be happening. So that's what I thought. That's why I thought it. Um, and now let's talk a little bit about what the reality is. Um, the reality is that good ideas do not automatically equal money. Good ideas plus name recognition plus relationships can bring money. Um, and no one is going to write the one huge check to take care of it all. Um, until you've really, I mean, ever probably, but definitely until you've proven yourself and created the relationship and shown the work and gotten the brand recognition and name recognition and all of those things, um, are important or vital if you want to really raise money. I have not been able to raise the kind of money that I thought I need, that I need to raise at all, that I thought I would be able to raise quickly. Um, and it's been a hardship. And I've talked about that in the past um, because brand recognition is so important and creating the relationships. I've created some very nice relationships with people who down the road may or will be able to help support the work we're doing, but it hasn't happened yet and it's not going to happen in the next you know, five days, five weeks. Um, this is the long, the long haul. Um, and, you know, kind of coming to that realization uh, was surprising, was painful, um, but it's real. Um, all, on the other side, I thought when I, th what I thought that, was, that content was going to be hard to find, the reality is that content is not hard to find. Um, as I've, you know, mentioned before, I think I've, I've, 14, you know, live shows on our network with two, you know, two that have come out in the last four weeks, two more that'll come out in the next four weeks. Um, and that with many, not all, many really smart organizations, what they know is what they don't know. Um, and the smart organizations say, you know what, we're not the best at creating podcast content or promoting our con content um, content and so having a syndicator like Jcast network is actually really helpful to us um, and and the numbers of organizations that get that um, are big and wonderful and more it's easier than I thought it would be now again organizations are still you know they, they still have the hardest time doing that. Um, in comparison to some other organizations, you know, the individuals who are doing it. And the individuals are jumping on. You know, they really get that doing this all alone is hard and tiring and troublesome. And they're, you know, love the idea of having somebody to work with um, so that they don't have to do the technology. They, you know, have a partner in the marketing. Um, they get that they're building their own brands um, and that 
in do, in helping to build my brand, they are not losing out on building their brand. Uh, I was talking to one person who's planning on moving his pot or considering moving his podcast. Um, and he said, well, you know, every one of your podcasts at the end says a Jcast Network podcast. What does that mean? And I was like, well, because that's how I'm building my brand. He says, but how do I, do I lose anything? I said, well, we can always change it from the name of your podcast to blah, blah, blah with Rabbi Blank, a Jcast Network podcast. And it'll still build his brand um, and it'll build my brand and the brands work together. And I'm always happy to send people to other people's websites once they've, you know, and that all of our uh, opening uh, bumpers say both Jcast Network and the person who's doing it or the organization or the website of the person who, that they're doing it. And I love those relationships. And people get that. And that's, like, really um, amazing. Um, so finding those partners has not been so hard. Um, it's not been nearly as hard as, as I thought. Now, some of the shows we've launched have kind of fizzled. Uh, I'm not sure why, but Isabella Free Radio has not come out with an episode in, you know, five months. And I and I can't really get a response from them on when on if they're thinking of relaunching on whether they're going to relaunch. Um, you know, and that's the problem with going to somebody else. And we hope they'll relaunch, but we don't know. Or, um, you know, the Jewish Tech Meetup. You know, again, this these are the products that were not my push. So, you know, uh, Daniel Saratsky, who had the idea for the Jewish Tech Meetup, has moved on to, to Occupy Wall, Occupy Judaism, part of the Occupy Wall Street movement, and then he's doing some other things, and he left his full-time job, and now he's moving to Syracuse. You know, so all of these reasons are reasons that, that the Jewish Tech Meetup have not really gone on. Um, but when I went to them and thought that I was going to have to struggle to get them to join our network, in fact, Isabella Free Radio came to me, which was amazing, and Daniel Saratsky, when I came to him and said, you're doing these things, can I record them? He immediately jumped and said, sure, you know, it's no skin off my back. We're getting the word out there. We're getting more, you know, kind of content. And he was to a total mensch about it all. Because um, I think he got that, that it, you know, that it raises all ships, that, that, that our co-marketing really does wonderful things. Um, and then the other thing I learned, you know, again, I thought good content was going to equal listeners. Uh, good content's not enough. Um, you know, when I was at the old organization and we had a podcast, there were nothing. There was nothing else out there. There was nothing similar out there, and therefore, every time we put out a podcast, we were the first people doing it, and we got the numbers we got were just you know huge. Um, and now that's not the case. I think the mystique of creating podcasts has gone away. Um, while people used to think that, oh my God, you need to go into a a sound studio and you need an audio engineer and you need technology and you need a lot of equipment. And one of the things I've proven is you can really do a lot of it with very little. Um, I would not call myself an audio engineer, although I am the producer and editor of the podcast of all of the shows we do. Um, even the ones that are kind of recorded by someone else, I always do a little tinkering and a little tweaking um, so am I, but am I an audio engineer? No. Do I sound, stand behind, you know, these huge soundboards that you see in the movies and television, like, you know, in all the shows or, you know, you see the backstage of you know, all these things and you see all these, you know, lots of, of, of things to push up and go down and lights and none of that. I don't have any of that, you know? Um, so, but I think the mystique has gone away. Um, so a lot more people are doing it. Um, now I actually think that that's really, 
a great, you know, that's like only strengthens like the need for for Jcast Network, an aggregator of the great of the best stuff out there. You know, a single source for high quality, diverse Jewish online media content, um, because it's hard to figure out otherwise. I mean, if you go on, you know, to iTunes and go under podcasts, under religion and spirituality and under Judaism, and you look at the top 200 podcasts, you know, of the top five, the number one podcast has zero episodes. Now, how it has four and a half stars, 10 ratings, and, you know, has zero episodes confuses, and stays at number one confuses me. The, you know, number uh, four podcast is about Messianic Judaism, which I actually don't, don't believe really belongs on the Judaism page, but I'm not going to get into that fight. And the number five podcast uh, has one episode. It has not been updated since March 2007. So we're talking about five years ago, and it's the number five podcast. So, you know, so what I'm saying is, like, to find the good content is really hard. You don't even know where to go because the numbers are so weird, right? Like, it's just... You need a single source because there's so much noise out there. Um, and again, the, you know, like you'd think the top five in the top 200 Ju- Judaism podcasts would be places to go, but three out of five of them are not. Um, now, many of the other ones may be, and I have not looked through all 200. Um, and you'll notice I skipped number two and number three um, when I was going through the top five. But, you know, many of them have, have just, you know, are, are, are that way. So Jcast Network is even more important because there's so much noise out there and you need to find the good stuff. Um, and, then I, so, and then the other thing I really you know, um, have learned out of the reality is this, is because good content is not enough, marketing is as much of the job as anything else. I had no kind of, I didn't get that I was going to spend at least as much time um, kind of marketing podcasts and getting the word out and being on Facebook and Twitter and all of those things as I am finding new content, recording new content, doing web development. I mean, you know, uh, creating relationships, doing editing, doing recording. And I do a lot of all of that, and yet I still spend more time just trying to repeat the name Jcast Network, repeat the name Oive as a strategy, repeat the name, you know, repeat the name... Uh, meet me at the summit. You know, uh, like all, you know, all of the shows that I'm I'm trying to constantly just you know talk about journey, the journey, uh, the Tish with Rabbi Michael Knopf. Which, if you're not listening to, it's really a shame. It's really amazing. Schmoozer. I mean, verse perverse. You you've heard Regesh Alifri. You've heard me talk about all of them, and I spend all day just trying to get them in the lexicon, get people to listen to them. Because when you listen to them, you're gonna be hooked. Um. But I, it's amazing how much time um, you need to do that to gain the audience. And again, I had no recollect, no realization that um, that you were going to do that. The other thing I learned, and I've always felt it, but only was recently. I had a conversation with somebody about a partner, a potential partnership, um, and they do Jewish online stuff. And he said, "But like, how many people are really listening to podcasts?" I said, "What are you talking about?" Like I said, "I listen to so many." He says, "Yeah, but you know, I don't." And, you know, it reminded me uh, of a conversation I had right before we launched blogs um, with a really great guy 
uh, and I think I've told this story, where he said you should do blogs. I said, but I'm an oral learner. He said, you should do blogs. I said, but I'm an oral learner. And he said, it's not about you. And I said, yeah, but it's about me. And he said, no, it's not about you. And so I did blogs. And of course, that's been a huge success for us. Um, whether it's Honest to God, whether it's uh, Eat, Play, Love, um, you know, we're doing, we're getting some, you know, uh, The Fifth Child, we're getting some really wonderful blog stuff going on there. And it wasn't about me. And so I, in this conversation I was having last week or two weeks ago, he said, um, you know, so how many people are listening to podcasts? And, and I said, I don't know, you know, a bunch, a lot, who knows, you know? And he said, no, Daron, if I'm going to kind of get, get, in, get, in, think about getting into bed with you, I want to know, you know, for he was the numbers person because he wasn't a podcast listener. So he kind of actually pushed me to do something that I'm shocked I hadn't done before, and I, I really do appreciate his, you know, utzing. And I, you know, now in as of 2008, no, 2009, one out of every uh, nine people, so 11 percent, uh, had listened to a podcast in the past month, which I thought was actually a pretty impressive number. Um, and then the next year's. Uh, so that was number 2009. In 2010, the number was 8%. Excuse me, was 1 in 8, or almost 1 in 8. It was about 12% of the population had listened to a podcast in the past month. Um, and that's, again, three years ago. Um, and I wonder whether I would imagine the numbers are actually grown substantially, at least you know a percentage a year, but I would imagine more now that we all have these um, iPhones and you know Android phones that all can do the content right at, at your fingertips in a much easier way. But, you know, th that was also something I hadn't realized, and that, like, we have a really wonderful market here. Um, and um, that's amazing. So these are the some of the things I've learned this year. Um, a, you know, he taught me, Daron, you need to be able to back everything you say up with numbers, with numbers that are meaningful. Um, so that's what I've learned in the past year. Um, and... Then, again, part of introspection, part of year in review is looking ahead at the year ahead. Um, as I've mentioned, I have, you know, uh, 14 shows on the network, and it'll soon be 16 shows on the network. Um, and uh, this guy, the guy I met with, uh, asked me what I thought success would be. Um, and not just in one year, but he said in three years, five years, what, what would you feel success would be? And it was an interesting question, and not a surprising question, but an interesting question. And I think I, the answer I had for him was I would like to have uh, 50 podcasts on the network with an average of 500 people listening to them, um, which would have, uh, you know, amount to 25,000 listeners. And I think that's a doable number. Um, it need, it's going to require time, and it's going to require money, and it's going to require a lot of work, but I think it's doable. And um, so that's my hope. My hope for the year ahead is to move towards 50 podcasts with 500 listeners each. Um, some of them may be weekly, some of them may be daily, some of them may be monthly, but that's my overall average. So I want to affect 25,000 people. Um, I want to raise, I need to raise money. I need to raise money. And I'm going to ask you once again, as I did in December, that if you are listening and enjoying our Jcast Network podcast, that you'll go to jcastnetwork.org slash donate and really think about what you can do to help Jcast Network. Um, and I'm going to insist, if you're listening to our podcast, that you have to go to our podcast page on iTunes um, and 
and, uh, and, and write reviews. Reviews are really important, and they're the way that you, our listeners, can show and can participate in uh, what we're doing. Um, so I need that from you. I need to raise money. I need to raise profile. And I need uh, to increase our audience. So that's a year in review. And it's been an exciting year, and it's been a hard year, and this has become a really long episode. But I guess once a year I'm allowed to do a 25-minute episode. Um, but thanks, and thanks for sticking with it for a year, and uh, looking forward to a lot of years ahead. And uh, thanks for being a part of this journey, this Jay Castro journey.